guests today, our visitors, and our radio listeners. We welcome Holly Smith today as our guest musician. She's an elementary teacher at New Bremen. Great job. Today's Palm Sunday and also a big day for our confirmation students as they will share in their faith statements and confirm what they believe. There are booklets back at the info center that contain each of the students' statements. Changes to start times for bell and vocal choirs for this Wednesday are noted on the calendar in the bulletin. The Otis Spunkmeyer cookie dough arrives this Wednesday. If you order from the office, please make arrangements to stop by and pick it up. If you order from a student, you can expect delivery directly from them. Students need to pick up orders immediately after school on Wednesday. We invite everyone to join us Monday, Thursday worship at 7.30 p.m. And, good, and again on Good Friday for a joint worship service with the United Methodist Church at 7.30 Next Sunday is Easter. We'll hope you join us for a 7 a.m. sunrise service led by our youth. Breakfast at 8 and 9 a.m. for our celebration service. The rose on the altar this morning is in honor of Tom and Diane Fletterjohn, who will celebrate 53 years of marriage on April 16th. Happy anniversary to them. One last announcement on a sad note. Uh, it was called in this morning that Bob Schreyer passed away. So please uh, keep Mary and the family in your prayers. If you'd now join me uh, in the call to worship from page 86 in the blue hymnal, please rise, and then we will continue to stand and sing the marked verses from hymn 87, 88, and 89. <clears throat> Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things are, were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength. 
may be seated. Killed this week in Parman province near Bagram in Afghanistan. Staff Sergeant Christopher K. A. Slutman, 43, from Newark, Delaware. Sergeant Benjamin S. Hines, 31, from York, Pennsylvania. Corporal Robert A. Hendricks, 25, from Locust Valley, New York. Lost in New Jersey, Chief Warrant Officer, Second Class, Derek Nelson, 44, from Plainsfield, New Jersey. Let's take a moment at this time and pray for those who lost their lives recently. Lord, we thank you for the gift of life. And Lord, we mourn all those who pass. Uh, Lord, we, we pray especially for the soldiers that and their families that Jay just mentioned. Uh, we also pray for uh, the family of Robert Schreier uh, and his passing as well. Lord, we ask for a peace that passes understanding. We ask for grace for those that have been left behind. Left behind. And we pray also uh, for a hope that, that there is life beyond death and the hope that your kingdom brings. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. This time I want to invite forward our, our confirmation class as well as our youth pastor, Tori. Today's a special day. Not only is it Palm Sunday when we remember the day of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, which uh, was the beginning of his, uh, his Passion Week that led up to his death on the cross and his resurrection, which we'll celebrate on Sunday, or next Sunday. Uh, but it's also Confirmation Sunday. This church has historically celebrated the end of this, uh, this journey they've been on on Palm Sunday. And so for a good portion of our service day, we're going to hear from these students and we're going to hear about their faith and all that they learned over these past two years. Uh, and it's something to celebrate. It really is because of not only for what they have put into it, the hard work that they have have done, but also celebrating the, the reality of our faith and what Christ has done for them and for us. And so we'll be hearing about that today. In front of you, we have five confirmation students. We have Kaylee Renee Egbert, Mia Lynn Metzger, Kai Matthew Miller, Emma Grace Peoples, and Allison Catherine Topp. And in just a moment, we're going to hear from them I do want to read for you, uh, for, for those of you who've been through confirmation here at this church, you know we use the Heidelberg Catechism as our, as one of the resources that we, that we go through with them. And each one of them, as, as part of their, uh, as part of their journey through the confirmation class, memorized this question number one. What is your only comfort in life and in death? That I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. He has faithfully paid for all my sins with his precious blood, and he has set me free from the tyranny of the devil. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. Because I belong to him, Christ, by his Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. See, that's what confirmation is all about, is knowing that for themselves. And you're going to hear their confessions of faith today, and, and we'll get an opportunity to pray for them uh, as a church as well. And so we begin our, our confirmation uh, program here by asking you some class questions. And so I invite you to, to hear these questions and respond together as a class. Do you desire to be confirmed into the faith and family of Jesus Christ? 
Do you renounce the powers of evil and desire the freedom of new life in Christ? I do. And do you profess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. Do you promise by the grace of God to be Christ's disciples, to follow in the way of our Savior, to resist oppression and evil, to show love and justice, and to witness to the work and word of Jesus Christ as best as you are able? And do you promise, according to the grace given to you, to grow in the Christian faith and to be a faithful member of the Church of Jesus Christ, celebrating Christ's presence and furthering Christ's mission in the world? I promise with the help of God. Praise God. I invite all of us that are gathered here today to take a moment now and recite the Apostles' Creed together. Uh, This is a historic confession of the faith and a a great summary of what it means to to know Christ and and what to believe about him. And so the words should be printed in your bulletin if you'd like to read along with us at this time. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again, and he ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy universal Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. These five students have put a lot of, of, of effort into these past two years and have learned a lot. And, and like I said, in just a moment, you'll hear from them. But before we do so, we as a church want to, to commit to them, too. As part of this confirmation process, they, at the end of this day, will become members of, of our first church family. And so we as a church have a responsibility to them as well to help nurture them in their faith. Because confirmation isn't an end, it's, a, it's, a, it's one step along the journey of faith. And, and so from this point forward, you know, they're not going to be in confirmation anymore, but they will be members of our church, and we want to support them and love them and, and, and come alongside them and help them to continue to grow as they desire to do so. And so I want to ask you as a congregation if you'd be willing to come alongside them and do that. So do you promise to love and encourage and support these brothers and sisters by teaching the gospel of God's love, by being an example of Christian faith and character, and by giving the strong support of God's family and fellowship, prayer, and service? If so, please say, we do. We do. In class, do you promise then to accept the spiritual guidance of the church, to walk in the spirit of Christian love with this congregation, and to seek those things that make for unity, purity, and peace? Praise God. This time we're going to hear from the students individually. Haley Egbert. My life verse is John 15:11. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. I believe that God is the creator of everything. I believe that he is with each and every one of us throughout every single day. God listens to everyone's prayers, and my faith has taught me that even if he doesn't answer mine in the way that I think he will, God will answer in his own way. When I am weak, God gives me strength, and when I am down, God is there to pick me up. My faith has become stronger over the past two years by beginning to come to church and getting involved with church activities. Because of this, my relationship with God has also grown. I believe that God has a plan, and I trust that he will guide me on my path through life. I believe that God sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to help us understand God's ways and save us all from our sins. He gave his life for us so that we could have eternal life and a relationship with God. 
Jesus helps spread God's word and love, and I believe that Jesus is a compassionate and forgiving friend who takes our burdens upon himself. This has taught me to be a better person and more caring towards others. I believe that the Holy Spirit lives in every believer's heart. He helps us understand God's word and make decisions that reflect on God daily. He also guides us on the path through the life that God has given us. Over the past few years, the Holy Spirit has helped me to view life differently and grow as a believer. I plan to live my faith out every day by making God a part of my daily decision-making. I also plan to continue to pray to God every day and thank him for all that he has blessed me with and study his word by reading the Bible. I intend to keep staying active in church by continuing to go to youth group and helping with other activities like vacation Bible school and wonderful Wednesdays. After I become a member of the church, I will stay involved by continuing to come to church on Sunday mornings and attend Bible study to keep growing in my faith. As a member, I also plan to be involved in meetings and vote to keep up with what is going on in the church. I will also go on mission trips and serve others to continue to serve God. For you, do you here in the presence of God and of this congregation renew the solemn promise and vow that you made or was made in your name at your baptism? I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and pledge your allegiance to his kingdom? I do. Do you receive and profess the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments? I do. Do you promise, according to the grace given you, to live a Christian life and always remain a faithful member of Christ's holy church? I do. This time I want to invite forward uh, any elders, current elders that are present, as well as Kaylee's parents, if they'd like to come forward, and we'll come down and pray for you, Kaylee. Kaylee, may the God of mercies multiply grace and peace in you, enable you truly and faithfully to keep the vows you make today, defend you in every time of danger, preserve you to the end, and finally bring you to rest with all the saints in glory everlasting. We rejoice, O mercifully God, with Kaylee in the gift of the Holy Spirit and in the Spirit's power to awaken in us the truth and to inspire us to venture into the fullness of life. We give thanks that she has been moved to affirm her faith Help her to live not for herself, but for Christ and those whom Christ loves. Keep her steady and abounding in hope, never giving up, pressing toward the goal of life with you in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. Mia. Is I is Revelation 1.8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I believe God is the creator of life, the world, everything in the world, and us. Everything God created was intentional. Everything had a purpose. I believe that God is our Savior. His plan always included Jesus being sent to save us from our sins. It has always been his plan to have a relationship with us. Prayer is huge into our relationship with God. We speak to God through prayer, and he speaks to us through the Bible. When I have a bad day, I know I can go to Scripture and the Bible to help me. I believe God is our Father and will always provide for us, no matter their circumstances. Our God, in, our God is continuously loving, forgiving, and always giving us hope. I know God is omnipresent. He is with me everywhere. Knowing he is with me everywhere impacts my life greatly. Knowing this leaves me with less fear. 
Finally, I know God is eternal, and he always has been and always will be. I believe that Jesus was God's one and only son. Jesus helps us to see and understand God better. He, did, he died for our sins so we can have a relationship with God. And with that relationship, we know that we are never alone. In the past two years, I have grown greatly, and I'm so thankful for that. I know that through Jesus, we have eternal life. In stories from the Bible, Jesus was a great storyteller and also is very relatable. We can often relate his experiences to our personal experiences. Jesus was a friend to almost everyone and was never judgmental toward anyone either. I believe that the Holy Spirit is always in, in you and with you. He lives in your heart and is with you with every decision you make and is always helping you to make godly decisions. He is continuously a counselor in times of need or advice. He is also the giver of all spiritual gifts like joy, peace, love, patience, and self-control. He gives those gifts as he sees them needed. When I'm struggling and getting frustrated, he gives me patience. He is our guide through life, through the good and the bad. The Holy Spirit helps us see the world differently in a better, more godly way. Finally, the Holy Spirit helps us understand and live into God's word. God wants us to be doers of the world. He wants us to continuously spread his word and lead people to him. I plan on living my faith out every day by spreading my faith even with the fear of being judged. I am going to involve God with my daily decisions no matter how little they may seem. I will try every day to make my actions reflect God. I will live my faith out by serving in the church and staying very involved. I will continue to pray for others, myself, and the church. After becoming a member of the church, I plan to continue to be very involved again. I hope to come to church every single Sunday. I will be involved by helping with church organized activities like Vacation Bible School and Wonderful Wednesdays. I will stay active in youth group on Wednesday nights in Bible study. I hope to be able to go on mission trips to serve the people and God. Over the past two years, I've grown greatly in my faith and am beyond grateful for that. Mia, do you here in the presence of God and of this congregation renew the solemn promise and vow that you made or was made in your name at your baptism? I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and pledge your allegiance to his kingdom? I do. Do you receive and profess the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments? I do. Mia, do you promise to... Do you promise, according to the grace given you, to live a Christian life and always remain faithful, a faithful member of Christ's holy church? I do. Awesome. I can invite the elders and me as parents to come forward for prayer. Mia, may the God of mercies multiply grace and peace in you. Enable you truly and faithfully to keep the vows you make today, defend you in every time of danger, preserve you to the end, and finally bring you to rest with all of the saints in glory everlasting. We rejoice, O merciful God, with Mia and the gift of the Holy Spirit and in the Spirit's power to awaken us to the truth and to inspire us to venture into the fullness of life. We give thanks that she has been moved to affirm her faith, help her to live not for herself but for Christ and those whom Christ loves. Keep her steady and abounding in hope, never giving up, pressing toward the goal of life with you in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Congratulations.
My life verse is 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Let's set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. I believe God loves me and watches over me. He created the universe and everything in it. Even though God is powerful in so many ways that I can't even count, he still gave me free will. So when I decide to love God and obey his commandments, I do it of my own free choosing. Sometimes free will means that I make mistakes and sin, but God still loves me and is always working for my good. Even though God is all-powerful, I can still understand his love for me. God understands how we work before he created us. He created us with a desire to know him. He forgives us no matter what, as long as we confess and ask for forgiveness. I believe that Jesus is God's son and our savior. He brought us into a relationship with God like no other. When Jesus came to earth as a man, he was relatable to everyone. God the all-powerful is, is hard to understand, but God-born as Jesus is... God born as Jesus is easier for us to understand. All right. But to see and hear. He dealt with other humans and had hardships. He suffered, died on the cross out of his own free will to redeem us of our sins. Jesus is a friend. He doesn't judge us and will always stick with you. On a personal level, Jesus is a caretaker. He makes sure I'm okay. Jesus is a miracle performer. He has God's power and uses it to help us work for our own good. The Holy Spirit is kind of a tough one for me. I think that the idea of Jesus and God are easy concepts to grasp. The Holy Spirit, though, is here with us on earth. To keep it simple, my belief of the Holy Spirit is God in spirit form. It, it's, the, it's the final piece of the Holy Trinity. It helps us make godly decisions and helps us throughout our life. The Holy Spirit helps us understand God's word. It, it's inside your heart and is always with you. The prayer of the Holy Spirit explains it this way. Come, Holy Spirit, fill your hearts with, of your faithful, and kindle them in the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you will renew the face of the earth. I can live in my faith daily in many ways. The easiest way of seeking God and growing my faith is by praying. I can pray if there are problems going on in my life or if someone else is having a hard time. Just as important as taking our problems to God, we should also thank him for all of our blessings. I can also read the Bible and learn more about God's plan for us in my life. Living out your faith is different for everyone. Anybody can pray, but everyone has their own unique opportunities to show their faith in God. I need to pray to God for him to show his distinct plan for my life. After I've become a member of the church, I'll need ways to stay active within the community. I can do this by coming to church, but in a situation that I'm in, I can also work at the church as a sound technician. I could, I could also once again volunteer VBS or come to youth group. I could play music for the church. I could just look for ways to help those in need. Finally, I could pray for those in, in the congregation and the mission of the church. But the most important thing I can do as a member of this church is to share my faith so others will know Jesus' love and salvation. Kai, do you here in the presence of God and of this congregation renew the solemn promise and vow that you made or was made in your name at your baptism? I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and pledge your allegiance to his kingdom? I do. Do you receive and profess the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments? I do. And Kai, do you promise, according to the grace given you, to live a Christian life and always remain a faithful member of Christ's holy church? I do. Again, if the elders and Kai's parents would like to come forward for prayer. Let's pray. Kai, may the God of mercies multiply grace and peace in you, enable you truly and faithfully to keep the vows you make today, defend you in every time of danger, preserve you to the end, and finally bring you to rest with all the saints in glory everlasting. We rejoice, O merciful God, with Kai and the gift of the Holy Spirit, and in the Spirit's power to awaken us to the truth and to inspire us to venture into the fullness of life.
We give thanks that he has been moved to affirm his faith, help him to live not for himself but for Christ and those whom Christ loves. Keep him steady and abounding in hope, never giving up and pressing toward the goal of life with you in Jesus Christ. Amen. My life verse is Leviticus 19:18. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. I believe that God loves each and every one of us despite our sin and doubts. He loves us so much that he sent his one and only son into our sinful world so that we could be a part of his family for forever. I also believe that God gave us all a purpose, and that we are expected to fulfill that purpose to our best ability with God's help. I believe I have not yet found my purpose, but I am confident that as I continue my walk through life with God, I will find it. I believe Jesus Christ is God's one and only Son, that he is the only completely pure and honest man. I believe he is someone to look up to and a hero to all of us. Not the kind of hero with a cape, but a hero that has given his life to save us all. He is a hero to me by giving me a life full of love and people who show me God. I believe we should all be in all of the risks and sacrifices he is willing to make so that we could have everlasting life. I believe the Holy Spirit lives in my heart and helps me make godly decisions every day. I believe that that little voice in the back of my head is the Holy Spirit telling me I maybe should or shouldn't do something. My life would be much lonelier and emptier without the Holy Spirit in my heart helping me learn about God and being my helper through life. I plan to live out my faith daily by involving God in my daily decisions. I also plan to do my best of spreading God's word to the people who maybe haven't been exposed to him or people who just need to be reminded that he is there. I plan to pray daily for others, wisdom, and the motivation to spread his word to those that need to hear it. I also plan to live out my faith by reading the Bible more often so I continue to learn about God and all the things he has done for us. After confirmation, I plan to stay involved and serve the church. I plan on doing this by continuing to go to church. I also plan to be involved in church meetings, attend youth group, and Bible studies. I believe being a member of the church will be a big step in my faith. I also believe it will bring me closer to God so I can grow a better relationship with him. I plan on making getting confirmed the beginning of my journey with God, not the end. Allison, do you here in the presence of God and of this congregation renew the solemn promise and vow that you made or was made in your name at your baptism? I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and pledge your allegiance to his kingdom? I do. And do you receive and profess the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments? I do. And Allison, do you promise, according to the grace given you, to live a Christian life and always remain a faithful member of Christ's holy church? I do. Awesome. I the elders and Allison's parents to come forward for prayer. Allison, may the God of mercies multiply grace and peace in you, enable you truly and faithfully to keep the vows you make today, defend you in every time of danger, preserve you to the end, and finally bring you to rest with all the saints in glory everlasting. We rejoice, O merciful God, with Allison in the gift of the Holy Spirit and in the Spirit's power to awaken us to the truth and to inspire us to venture into the fullness of life. We give thanks that she has been moved to affirm her faith 
Help her to live not for herself, but for Christ and those whom Christ loves. Keep her steady and abounding in hope, never giving up, pressing toward the goal of life with you in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And Emma. My life verse is Psalms 18, 16 through 19. He reached down from on a high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy and my foes, who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me into a spacious place and rescued me because he was delighted in me. What do I believe about God? I believe God created me and that he cares for me and loves me. Because if he didn't, then why would he make me? If he, lo- if he didn't love us, why would he even send his only son for our sins? He didn't have to. He could have left us in our sin, but he saved us. He is patient, he is generous, and he is nurturing. All of that means so much to me, mainly because God is the reason I am in this amazing world with all these amazing and caring people. I have friends, family, and I could never trade my life. So the question is, why wouldn't I believe in God? I believe many things about Jesus Christ, but most importantly, that he is God's one and only Son. I believe he was sent down from above to atone for our sins, that he is the reason I get to live a happy life in heaven with him once I die. Some may believe that he, he healed many just by laying a hand on them, and others may believe that he walked on water, but I believe it all. For someone as amazing as him, it's easy for me to believe he is my Savior, our Savior. The Holy Spirit is a really hard subject for me to comprehend, especially for a confirmation student like me who is still learning. I may not completely understand the Holy Spirit, but I know in time I will because from what I do understand, the Holy Spirit is another form of God to help me along my journey. The Holy Spirit helps me spread his word and learn more about him. James 1, 22 through 23 commands me as a believer to be doers of the word of God, and I plan to live out and act upon my faith in Jesus Christ in Jesus Christ every day by being an active member in this church. I will preach his word to others as well as learn about him and pray for others as well as myself. I plan to continue going to church, mission trips, and learn to stay faithful to the Lord as long as I'm on this earth. Great job. Emma, do you here in the presence of God and of this congregation Renew the solemn promise and vow that you made or was made in your name at your baptism. I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and pledge your allegiance to his kingdom? I do. And do you profess the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments? I do. Emma, do you promise, according to the grace given you, to live a Christian life and always remain a faithful member of Christ's holy church? I do. Awesome. Invite the elders and Emma's parents forward for prayer. Let's pray together. Emma, may the God of mercies multiply grace and peace in you, enable you truly and faithfully to keep the vows you make and defend you in every time of danger, preserve you to the end, and finally bring you to rest with all the saints in glory everlasting. We rejoice, O mercifully God, with Emma and the gift of the Holy Spirit and in the Spirit's power to awaken us to the truth and to inspire us to venture into the fullness of life. We give thanks that she has been moved to affirm her faith 
Help her to live not for herself, but for Christ and those whom Christ loves. Keep her steady and abounding in hope, never giving up, pressing toward the goal of life with you in Jesus Christ. Amen. Congratulations. Now that we have heard from all of our students and and gotten a chance to pray for them, uh, we want to take a moment now and again as a church just affirm that that calling that we have to to live out uh, our our mission statement, that the direction and the vision that we feel God has placed on us. And so, again, the words are printed in your bulletin. I encourage you, if you're a member of this church, to read along read these words along with us. We're a community of faith who engage biblical truth to provide an environment where people mature as disciples of Christ. To accomplish our mission, First Church will encounter our Creator, embrace Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior to become His disciples, empower lives through God's living Word, the Bible, engage with the Holy Spirit to provide guidance and direction, encourage others to know Christ and strengthen their relationship with Christ. Now that you are class, now that you are becoming members of this church, do you promise to participate in the life and worship of the church and to live out this mission statement with the help of God to the best of your ability? Praise God. And let's, as a church, welcome uh, this new class into membership. We promise you our continuing friendship and prayers as we share the hopes and labors of the church of Jesus Christ. By the power of the Holy Spirit, may we continue to grow together in God's knowledge and love, encourage each other to live out the mission statement of the church, and be witnesses of our risen Savior. Amen. And I invite all of you now to stand and join us as we sing the, the class song that they chose in Christ alone.
men, you may be seated and you guys can have a seat as well. I want to encourage you as well, if you would like to get a chance uh, to come forward and congratulate our class at the end of the service, I know that would be a great opportunity to do that, to welcome them, not only congratulate them on all of their accomplishments, but to welcome them into members of the church as well. Would you pray with me at this time? Father, thank you so much for the blessing of hearing, uh, Lord, from these students and, and hearing their faith, Lord. It is such an encouragement to hear from, from your people and to hear of, of all that they have learned and all that you have done in their lives as a result of their time through confirmation. We pray for continued blessings on them and for all of us, Lord, that we would all continue to grow in our faith, that we, each and every day we would strive hard after you to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Lord, help us and equip us to do that by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we lift up the, the needs of our congregation to you at this time. We pray that you would meet them in your way, Lord. Uh, we pray for your provision, your healing, your strength, and also your peace, Lord, where it's needed. We pray all these things in the name of Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Invite those who are helping with the offering to come forward at this time. Thank you.
men. You may be seated. Father, we thank you for this this morning. We thank you for the gift of your word, which enables us to know about you and and follow you more closely. I pray now that we would uh, be able to take a moment and, and focus in on what you have in store for us this morning. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, today is a is an exciting day. It is Palm Sunday, uh, and in addition to celebrating the, the confirmands and all of all that we just heard, really, I, I don't know if I need to say much more than what has already been said this morning. Um, hearing the gospel proclaimed five times over and over again, and what God has been doing in their life was is such an encouragement and is such a blessing to hear hear from them, and hear ultimately that it's it's the work of Christ in their lives. Uh, that brought them to this point. I do want to take a moment and, and, and reflect just briefly on uh, this Palm Sunday passage and what it has to teach us, but also you as the confirmation class, about where to go on from here. See, this passage is very familiar to us, uh, and from Luke chapter 19, if you'd like to take a look at it. Uh, I'm going to read just a smaller portion that is listed in your scripture, but, but it's, a, it's a very familiar scene. Jesus instructing his disciples to go ahead and uh, go before him and, and find a, a, a colt uh, to bring back to him so that as he enters into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday, he would come in riding on a colt. And they do so. They go ahead and find it just as Jesus told them it would be. And when they bring it back to him, they lay their cloaks on it and lay their cloaks on the road. And, and they begin this march, this entry into Jerusalem. And beginning in verse 37, it says, When he came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, or from the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices and all, for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. See, this was a, this was a scene just full of, of, of messianic promise and imagery. You know, the cloaks that were laid down were, were meant to, to represent the fact that a king was coming. All the way back in, in the Old Testament in 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 13, when Jehu is, is, is anointed king of Israel, the people, his war council around him, immediately take off their cloaks and lay them on the ground to proclaim Jehu as king. See, in the same way, the disciples and the crowd laying their cloaks on was a, was a proclamation that Jesus is king, but not any king, not like the other kings that they had hoped for and wanted. This is a different kind of king because a, a king that arrived on a donkey, a, on a colt, uh, was a king of peace. Kings typically arrived on war horses proclaiming their strength and their power, but donkeys were meant to represent people of peace, merchants, priests, and very, very rarely kings would ride into a city on a donkey. But the message was meant to be for peace. John's gospel mentions the palm branches that were waved and laid down. Again, symbols of kingship and peace. And as they do so, the disciples begin to worship and praise God for, for all that they had seen Jesus do and, and even proclaim him as the king who comes in the name of the Lord. And in that moment, the Pharisees, who were the religious leaders and other uh, in the crowd, began to tell Jesus, look, tell them to be quiet. How dare they praise you? How dare they worship you as the Messiah. But Jesus responds and said, even if they don't, even if I tell them to be quiet, it's not going to stop anything. In fact, the stones themselves, nature itself will cry out in praise and worship 
of God. And so my, my command to you, my command to all of us this morning is to not keep silent. Don't leave up to the rocks what our right job to, is to do. Our, we've been created to praise God, to worship Him. And, and we don't want to give up that privilege to someone or something else. See, God will be praised. He will be glorified, whether by us or someone else. And, and He invites us and gives us that privilege to worship Him. And so don't keep silent. Don't keep that to yourself. Because God is, God is glorious and He will be glorified no matter what. And so there's three things here I want you all to see. First is that God is glorified through Jesus Christ, just not necessarily in the way that we expected. As I mentioned, Jesus here is proclaimed as the Messiah King, but He didn't come to Jerusalem to conquer and establish His kingdom politically or immediately as His disciples even hoped He would. Instead, Jesus comes into Jerusalem as the suffering servant, the servant king. He's come to lay his life down, and it's through his sacrifice, through his death, and ultimately his resurrection, that he is glorified. In fact, in fact Philippians chapter 2 says that it is, is through Jesus' death, his obedience to the Father, even to the point of death on the cross, that all tongues in heaven and on earth and under the earth will proclaim him as Lord to the glory of God the Father. It is through Christ's sacrifice, through his selfless obedience to the Father, that he is glorified and God is honored. And God then is glorified when people repent, when they receive his grace and are brought into his family, just like we witnessed today. God is also glorified when we live for him, when we follow in his footsteps, when we deny ourselves, when we take up our cross and follow him. God is glorified when we live like him through selfless obedience and sacrifice when our lives look like Christ not just in his glory and his resurrection but also in his suffering in galatians chapter 2 paul reminds us that that we are called to die to ourselves and to live for Christ in verses 19 and 20 he says for though for through the law i died to the law that i might live for god I have been crucified with Christ, for I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, God is glorified when we live a life of obedience to him, when we, when we walk in the steps that Jesus walked, not just, in his, not just in the good times, not just when it's easy, but also when it's the most difficult God is glorified when we learn to take up our cross, die to ourselves, and live for Him. And finally, God is also glorified when we praise Him. And that seems to maybe the most obvious application of this passage. In fact, it's the disciples themselves who begin to praise God, and it's, it's their example and their initiative that then invites the rest of the crowd to join in. Luke's gospel is unique in the fact that, that it mentions that the disciples were the ones that started the shouts of praise. See, God is, is greater than we can possibly understand, and, and praise of Him, worship of Him, orients our hearts and minds away from us and our problems and, and, and fixes them on God. Now, God doesn't need our praise, Right? It's not like he's dependent on us to praise him. Like I said, creation itself will cry out if we don't. And we can't take away from his glory no matter how hard we try. C.S. Lewis wrote in his book, The Problem of Pain, that a man can no more diminish God's glory by refusing to worship him than a lunatic can put out the sun by scribbling the word darkness on the walls of his cell. 
See, God's not dependent on us to praise Him. God's glory is there no matter what we do. But yet God still seeks us out and desires that we worship Him. Jesus tells the woman at the well that God is seeking people to worship Him in spirit and truth. Those are the types of people that God is seeking out. And so, so we are called to give praise to God, to worship Him as the coming King. And our praise is contagious. As we begin to live a life oriented around Christ, as we begin to live for Him, people will take notice. People will see your faith. And they'll want to know what's different about you. They'll want to know why you choose to live the way you live. And that will give you opportunities to then share your faith with others and to proclaim His praises so that people, as as it says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, to let your light shine before others so they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So live for Christ, not for your own sake, but so that people may see you and, and see God's light reflected in you. And that, that in turn, they may too worship God as well. That's why we are here today, to hear, uh, to hear God's praises, to encourage one another as we've been encouraged through, through the reading of the faith statements. But, but don't let it end here. Don't keep silent. As we go from this place today, for our confirmation students as well as for all of us, keep singing God's praises. Keep living for Him. Keep following our Messiah, our Lord, who came not to triumph, not to conquer, but to lay down His life for many. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love does endure forever. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful that You are our Lord and King. Lord, not a king like this earth has to offer, but a king that has willingly come and laid down his life for us. And so we, we do triumphantly praise you, Lord, for your death and your resurrection, for the love that you have shown us on the cross. Thank you, Lord, that we have the privilege to praise you. And I pray that we would not uh, give that up, but that we would wholeheartedly praise you with our words and with our lives. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Let's stand and in closing, let's sing uh, thank you, number 97, all hail the power of Jesus' name.
Hear these words from that everlasting song. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. You are worthy, O Lord, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. You may go in peace.